Flamingo. Oh, for, for fuck's sakes. sakes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special episode of the North Bros Podcast. This is episode 69. I'm your host for the first time, Brandon Wixo. And today we've got a slew of people. we got an entire shop filled. Yeah, we're here for two of the Beto Brothers Bachelor Party. And so far... Dead men walking. So far, we're all still here. We're a couple days in, had a couple close calls, but everything is still standing. Yeah, there's a few few belts I've left the group chat, but the shop is in one piece. It's not on fire. The woods aren't on fire yet. My name is Nick Beto. I am here. (laughs) Oh, and I'm Flash. Sorry. Yeah, let's go on who's on the mics now. I'm sure throughout this episode, people are going to be swapping around and changing, but Jacob Enixon. Flash. Nick Beto. <laughs> Nick did say he was here, and he is here. Present. Oh, sitting next to me here is Donkey. You, you wanna... Donkey wants to hop up on this mic right now. He's got to. This is part of He's half of his party. He's got Donkey. <laughs> Man of wise words. Well, so what, what do we got, Wixel? You're the host. Lead us, lead us that, on our That was about all I had prepped. Uh, all right. So the first thing we got to do is catch everybody up to where we're at right now. We've been here for, this is day number three, and we've, ar- we've already had an incident all three days, including today, and it is only uh, 1230. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been a rocky start, but okay. I, think, uh, I think things are turning up. We got that 92 running again, so that's, that's a good look. Yeah, what, what, is, what is that machine? Is that, is that Micah's? Micah, you got to hop up on that mic. That is a 1992 Polaris Trailboss 350L. Did I mention it's a two-stroke? <laughs> yeah, you're good. Yep, that thing last that, weekend. Is that board over? Or? Yeah, it's it's board 25 over. It's yeah, she's... Last weekend we had a little bit of an instance where it left on the trailer from the trails and uh, wasn't running right. So We even went as far as leaving it. Uh, we left it at the the bar from 7 o'clock at night to 10.30 the, the next morning. And nobody came and stole it, which was which was just a little bit unfortunate. Yeah, we we were not hoping for that, but we were hoping for it, yeah. secretly hoping. But then moving into uh, moving into Thursday night, one of the newest machines, if not the newest machine that we Pretty have sure here, sure that's the newest one we got here, is a 2022. Derek, Derek, do you want to come introduce your your rig Actually, and himself? Derek, that's, that's a first there. Yeah, yeah, Derek, come introduce yourself here. So he's he's got to give the spiel about what he's, where he's from, what he uh, how he got involved here, what he likes to do in the outdoors. Okay, hold hold on, time out, time out. Let's come over to this one because that one the 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 cord is tight. Sorry. Talking to the face of it. There you go. (laughs) What's your name? Oh, we're going still. I'm Derek. I I drive truck and I work on a farm. You know, I kind of do it all, <laughs> but not. <laughs> I'm a master. Mostly drive truck. So so how'd you get involved with the North Rose podcast? I actually met this guy Nick Beto at a wedding one time. Yep was, yep. Wasn't that wedding this, only like three months ago? Yeah, I would say about three months ago now. And Derek's the kind of guy that you once you meet him, you kind of feel like you've known him forever. I got that touch, you know. Little, little sparkle. So uh, why you hopped up on this mic? You you got that uh, 
that Pro X, what is that? Razor. Pro XP, yeah. Pro XP. So we decided that we wanted to put whip blades on it at, uh, what, 10 o'clock at night? And, after uh, after it the juices. have been a little later than that. After yeah, the juices started flowing. I think we initially started it at about that time, but. Because I showed up about 10 and it, it was uh, it was in the shop and it was, it was not even tore apart yet. No, we, we kind of started on it, then we would migrate over here, then would come back. We had over a couple here. rigs that we were in the shop that we were adding lights to, so. Yeah, and I think we were all, what, you know, four hours into into the liquors and the beer well, by, by that point? I was not that far, I but that. everybody else was definitely, Some of us definitely, were. definitely <laughs> into that. Well, anyway, we start putting this thing together. We test them, turn them on, everything works fine. And then uh, I was outside, and I saw a bunch of smoke up by the, the big yard light on the front of the shop. And I'm like... God, I said to myself, somebody was with me. I don't remember who was with me, but I'm like, God, I really hope that that smoke is coming from the smokers because we have three smokers running out there doing brisket and pork butt. And then I walk in the door, and it, I, I don't think it started before I got in here, but I walk in the door, and the razor is sitting over by the garage door. And all of a sudden I hear, oh, God, get it out, get it out, get it out. And I turn and look, and the picture that I have is going up on the Instagram. Isaac, a rake man, is standing on one side, kind of flinching back like, oh, shit, that ain't supposed to happen. And then you got Flash on the other side looking at it like, God, what did I do? <laughs> and then behind both of them is Derek, and he's just kind of like... Uh, he's he's just, rethinking his life choices. Yeah, yeah he's like, I, I thought you clowns were electricians. Like, what the hell? Kind of was real quick. And the, yeah, the, real quick. The, the cab was full of smoke. There's smoke rolling out of it. It's pretty funny. It filled the shop with smoke. It, it you gotta say, before you shut her off, she was working real nice. It was working perfectly, and then then that, we shut off the key, and something happened, and little, it, it got just a little warm. Went downhill from there. So that shut was that off, was Thursday nights. That was Thursday's issue. That one little hiccup that we had. Thursdays was the you know, trying to burn down a razor. Uh, Friday. Good kick to the weekend. I think Friday we had two incidents that took place. Uh, the general. We smoked a belt on a general because Micah thought it was a good idea to do a uh, four-wheel drive burnout. Yeah, he had the deal. had the brakes on and tried to, and and in four-wheel drive and tried to do a burnout and that uh, ended with smoking that belt. I mean, he did burn some rubber, it just wasn't the tires. <laughs> we did get down a, a, about a mile down the trail. Cubby started driving then and and. Uh, he and he was stopped. there, and then well, he wasn't. Well, Covey was driving, and then all of a sudden he pulls off to the side of the road, and I see the lights go out. I'm like, that belt's gone. And then he refires it, and he's like, yeah, I think I think the belt's slipping. I'm like, I think the belt's gone. But uh, we, we made <laughs> another stop. and, and <laughs> It was uh, all there. It was all it, contained. It decided to leave the group chat then. Yeah, it did. It did. We got it back, had a spare on it. Yeah. And then the other incident that took place on Friday – Usually our burn barrel sits behind the shop, so it's tucked out of the way. Yeah, that happened yesterday. Uh, we moved it to the driveway right next to the woods, and uh, when we tried lighting Derek's razor on fire, he had a, a new windshield that we put on. Well, the box of the windshield is a very large box, and I took the whole box and shoved it in the burn barrel, and all of a sudden um, it started spewing ash all over, which whatever, you know. Somebody told me that Smokey the Bear would not be very happy with me. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. So I, I go grab a shovel to put the fire out that's in the woods. And then all of a sudden it's I... It's a small fire. It's, it's a little fire. Like, you could you could stomp it out, but you're shoveling it 
just to make it quicker. We we did start a fire in the woods though. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I hear somebody go, "Oh shit!" That was you that said, "Oh shit!" Was it me then, that said, yep, "Oh shit!" And you look behind the, <laughs> the the porter shitter. I don't remember. You look behind the porter shitter. Yeah, so our porter shitter out there, real nice porter shitter. It's got a uh, RV style toilet in Shout it. Shout out to Papa Josh. Papa there. Josh made that. He's around here somewhere, but I don't think we could get him to hop on. If he walks in here, we'll get him. We'll get him over here to say hi. But anyway, um, wait. What was I talking about? So, so the, the, <laughs> the fire shitter behind the fire. porter shitter. You you start. Running. Oh yeah, Papa Josh built it. That's what we were talking about. Yep. And then you started running over to the porter shitter because there's a fire right behind it. Literally underneath the tank behind yep. it. And I'm like that. That's gonna be some stinky shit. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> and on the back of this porter shitter, he's got they got water hooked up to it because it goes to a, a tank to drain into. Somebody got this on video. There's a Y on this this hose, and they're you only have the using video? half of it. Pull up the video and play it in one of these mics. Well. Yeah. And we'll, we'll explain what happened. What happened was we had a splitter valve on the back, and I was using a shovel to deflect it down because if I waited, it was going to melt the tank. Well, Randy had the good idea of deflecting the water. Well, we started deflecting the water, and, and the shovel moved. The shovel moved, and this is this is the From audio. The view we get though, it pretty much just looks like the shit is being spewed all over Nick. It does look like Nick's being sprayed yeah. with poop water. But, but this is this is the audio from that. Technical difficulties. Oh, there yeah. it goes. Okay. Nick, what's going on over here, buddy? Holy <laughs> fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good that that was caught on video. Uh, Tom just walked in. Tom, come over here. Come on over. You have also never been on uh, on a podcast, so the spiel that you have to give is who you are, why you're associated with the group, and why you're hanging out with us on this fine Saturday afternoon. Social security, too, please. Mother's maiden name, also. You got you to gotta get up on that mic, though. I don't really know where to go with this here. Um, hi, my name's Tom. <laughs> also, uh, my Nate. name's actually Nathan. But, you know, at about 11 o'clock tonight, my name will become Tom. With the Ray-Bans? With the Ray-Bans. And... You're giving yourself till 11? <laughs> All right, maybe 8.30. <laughs> um, I'm here for a bachelor party for, for Nick. How'd you uh, get involved with the... Uh... How'd you get involved with North Bros then? Well, I worked with you fine gentlemen for a while, and I think I was, you know, shoved into this relationship. You love it. I know. I don't think this I is know. So somewhat that forcefully. Hard. Forcefully, but... It is what it is. It's fine. You Can know, you, it's, it's a good relationship. You also, uh, you recently picked up a new toy, which is out here. Yeah, it's a large duck, and his name is Mike. Oh, yeah, shout out to Mike, that oh, poor yeah, guy. Oh, I thought you were talking about the duck. Yes, I had brought uh, Barbara Bushbacker with me <laughs> this weekend. Barbara Bush. She's a uh, 10-foot camper, you know, 13 with the tongue. <laughs> Not she's a large unit. Matters. She's got uh, she's got bigger tires on it than most trucks do. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Back to Mike though, real quick. Uh, not going to get into specifically what happened, but he's having some uh, technical difficulties with Should his we say back. Pain? Back. Yeah, he's having some back problems, so he's not able to be here with us. I know he'll listen to this, and he was he was really disappointed that he wasn't able to 
to make it this week. Who said what? What did you say, Tom? Micah Who's, said that. What did you say? What did you say? Speak up. That is not even nice. Ouch. I don't know. I'm not even going to edit that, so if that's picked up, I guess. Sorry, Mike. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about your back, Mike. But we do have you here in uh, in duck form. You're here Just in like spirit. Grant. Yeah, you I are a large Timmy. inflatable duck. Timmy, go get Grant. I, I did bring a, I think about a four-foot duck for you, Mike. And, you know, you're here in spirit. You are. We miss you. We miss you. Anything else, Tom? No. Uh, thanks for letting me be a part of your podcast. <laughs> you I'm bet. Gonna, First I'm gonna one. Go back, I'm going to go back to drinking beer and, you know, watching from a distance. 10-4, thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it was, Grant. It was oh, true. Grant, Grant decided to join yeah, us. Yeah, Grant joined us today. here. He's and, also uh, in the form of a duck. Uh, Grant, you having fun, buddy? Grant, yeah, he's also in duck form. He'll, uh, he'll just set uh, his Alexa to play this one, so I don't even think you'll hear that. Part. Yeah, Grant's the one that when he leaves for work in the morning, he he likes to be able to say that he listened to the podcast, so he plays the podcast and then leaves the house for work and plays the podcast while he's at work. So his phone says he listened, but he he didn't listen. He's probably our most dedicated listener. So after the fire incident last night, I believe – oh, no, no, we had an – Another incident. That, that was two nights ago. No, the fire was a lot yesterday. I was right. Oh, so we had two two things going on yesterday then. Yeah, so we're it's okay. So we've only knocked out one for today. <laughs> and now that I think about it, we were gonna have a fire last night. It's probably a good thing we didn't, because who knows what would have gone wrong on that. True. One. It's true. You can uh, you can jump into the other incident that took place last night with the 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 uh, Ocean Gate two. Well, it's really Ocean not Gate too much two. to say, you know. We've my four-wheeler just went back to its natural habitat. Underwater. You mean submarine? Yep. But this time was the first time, and now 1,002 miles that are on it where the belt decided it kind of wanted to not live anymore. Left the chat. It didn't. See, that's, we didn't know, obviously, at the time because it was happening. I made it through this water hole, and then, you know, they twisted my arm to go back through again. Naturally, I did. So, <laughs> I made it like by, by that, he means he went through it the first time. Micah shoved him off the four-wheeler and drove through, and then Jake's like, I'm going to go through it again. I think I deserve it. And one person said yes, and that was all it took. Yeah, so like I said, my arm's still a little sore. So I uh, made it like three foot in. I tried to hit it kind of hard. I went in, and then it just wasn't moving, but my engine was still getting really loud. And then the tires weren't spinning, so then we shut it down, and we're like, okay. It, it started again. It tried to kind of dry. Like, it was... Something was there, but, like, it was just not spinning tires, not doing anything. So then we had to do a little winching out with uh, the old general. Shout out to Sam again for letting Sean use that one all the time. So we got it out, and then we're like, okay, maybe, you know, water in the belt housing or something slipping. No. Pull the plug, bone dry. And then we're like, okay, we're going to need a, we're just going to limp this back. Because we were, I don't know, what, 10 miles probably from camp? Somewhere somewhere around there. So, like, well, we'll see how far this belt lasts, because we don't know the extent of the damage on it. So we start trying to just slowly go back. This was at night, by the way. Too. Yeah, this was probably, what, uh, midnight? 11.30 midnight. 11.30 yeah, midnight. midnight. Yeah. So I'm going to make another two miles down the road, and I'm overheating. So the mud packed up my radiator, and I was just – I probably stopped, I don't know, six Every times? Every two miles? Well, I would say we went about 15 miles, and we stopped about five times. So yeah. I, you made it three miles at a time. 
Yeah, pretty, which is pretty good, because I'd get it down to, like, 198, and then it would cut back out at, like, 237, and then we have to stop and cool it back down. And Yeah, so that that happened. This morning I pulled it apart, though, and I think it just we just burnt the belt off in one spot, just just barely. It'll, it'll be a good spare belt, but I just went and got a new one. New one put on, so she's ready to go. And now I now I know why they carry multiple controllers. Just, just on remember the that's, gate. that's that seal on your belt housing is broken right where they glued it. So just remember, you might not want to send it too hard through the water. That today. is true. I did glue it back together, but that's on the top, and it never. It's on goes the top. Over. Okay. It's never completely underwater. Yeah. He never sends it that deep in the yeah, water. BS. Ridiculous. That's who would treat their. You know, it's, they're not made for that. That's what Josh would tell you. Where is uh, where's Schmidt at? I think he conveniently snuck Somebody out needs to, go to find avoid right getting now. on here. Oh, he's he's using the outhouse. Hey, well, speaking of Ian, come over here. We'll let you hop on before uh, before the old Schmitty. Take Flash's mic there. So this the spiel on this is you have to say who you are, what you do, and why you're on the podcast. Being this is your first ever podcast, and first. Do you listen to our podcast? Um, I did listen to the first couple episodes. I definitely need to tune in now that we're at 69 for sure. Um, so I'll just give a quick little... My name's Ian Jensen, probably notoriously known as one of the best hunters in the <laughs> North Dakota, honestly. I mean, probably. You, um, you got to stay up on that mic. I th- sorry. I, I do think I probably hold the record for the biggest deer in North Dakota. I just haven't got it in for measuring it. Yeah. And I decided I'm kind of feeling generous today, so I'll give some of my tips. There is a secret honey hole spot right outside Wapaton. Fucking fish everywhere. It's called Morton Pond. I need everyone to go there, fish it dry. It is hot. Yep. I have heard that. The pond think, uh, is hot. It was just, it was just oh, a little yes. while ago. Someone, pretty sure, someone was saying they caught a whale out of that. Actually. Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. We're not name dropping him. Don't do it. <laughs> but we all, we all know who we're talking about with that That's one. That's right. And was it Morton Pond? Yeah. I think it was. And then I also want to say that this guy said that he helped install the springs on Morton Pond. The springs, yeah, that's I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so other than that, no, I do a little uh, pheasant hunting in, in Wapaton. Last year I was with uh, Schmidt uh, that you'll have on later, and I, I did get my first band, which I was all excited about, but then I found out that they just released all of the banded pheasants in that, and if you go the first day, you're basically guaranteed oh, yeah. a band, so... Nothing really special there, but. So what? What if I were to ask you, what your favorite memory, with the boys, what would you say your favorite? Did you, in, 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 just in general, or hunt? Or I have a good just in general memory of me and you growing up. If you'd like to know that one. Oh God. There you okay. go. That'll work. Yeah, yeah. So you know, me and Nick grew up. Uh, we kind of grew up on opposite sides of the school, a couple blocks away, and we used to be. <laughs> Used to be <laughs> pretty far away. I, f- I forgot about this. Really, we used to be really into airsoft. Maybe you know Nick's first introductions to guns and stuff like that. And one day after school, he was like, "Why don't you come over to my house oh, no, and uh, uh, we can play airsoft together?" So I packed my gun up, which was a little small for my backpack, so the barrel is sticking all the way out the back. And school's over, mind you. And I'm walking across school grounds, not in the school, across school grounds. And the principal, is it Mrs. Zimmerman at the time? Is that her Wasn't name? it uh, uh, Mrs. Jacobson? Mrs. Jacobson comes running across, grabs me, tells me I have a gun on school property, and I get out of school suspension for <laughs> three days. 
because oh, of you. Oh, yeah. because I wanted. I thought you were going to talk about the cross we built and stuck ding dong ditch that guy. Oh yeah, you can tell that one. I, I kind of honestly forgot about that one. So we were doing some sort of shop project, and uh, there, we had this neighbor. He's dead now. Rip. <laughs> uh, he. We would. Our buddy Joey lived right behind him, and we would walk. We would walk through his yard to Joey's house. Well, one day he comes out and just starts freaking reaming our ass for walking through his yard. And Ian, the the craftsman, handyman that he is, he's like, I got an idea. And we built this little cross out of, like, what the hell did we build it out? It was small. Popsicle yeah, popsicle sticks. And we glued it together and we wrote, like, it, we, yeah, a cross that said something along the lines of, do you remember what it said? It was not. It wasn't nice. Whatever we said, but anyway, we stuck it in the ground in front of his door. Rang his doorbell. Ran away. He came out, grabbed the cross, and now he's hanging out upstairs. Um, Rumor has it the cross is still at his gravesite today. <laughs> he probably kept that cross. Yeah, that's right. Rebels back in the day. I I just saw Schmidt walking around out there. We got to get him on. Because Would you like me to go patrol and grab him for you? Well, it depends. Are you going to hang around and... and, and He's walking this direction. Is he? Is he coming? Yeah. Hold on. We're going to... Oh, he's turning, going the other way. We'll see. We'll see if we can get him. The reason we have to get him is because he is... So every day so far, we've had two incidences, and he was incident number one at 6 a.m. this morning before anybody else even woke up. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) What do you? What do you? What do you? What was that bottle of liqueur that you had earlier? Sky vodka. There you go. <laughs> you want to take a shot? No, I didn't. Uh, I'll grab it. Right? No. <laughs> you want to grab that bottle of sky vodka, please. There you go. <laughs> I have a. I was gonna say, why did Sean? Sean just jumped up when we started talking about a bottle of vodka. I was like, oh no, he's he's going he's going to get Schmidt. Because now we're. Oh, we got to give the quick rundown of, of our favorite stickers that all of the machines out here have on. Wixo, Wixo, go ahead. So um, last weekend when we were, a group of us were out here, we had a general pass us that had a for rent sticker on it. So Nick had the bright idea that we should make stickers that say not for rent, but the not is very, very small. So now most of the machines, if not all of them in the yard right now, have little not for rent stickers on them as we not so uh, little. yeah the, not the, so little the for rent is very real the for rent is noticeable so we're running around on machines just beating them up hoping that everybody sees the for rent sticker thinking yeah. that we're just then tearing see up the North Grove stickers on all the yep. machines too and then they'll look us up we're gonna be getting some messages and yeah I don't know what you guys are renting these machines but they are getting the shit kicked out of them <laughs> I was just actually so I went to the dealership up north players dealership and they had it sitting outside. You see, I sent it in the group chat. They had their yeah, the general with the, the four rent. rent. I'm like, yeah. The guy, that reminds me, the guy gave me the sheet if we want to look into it. The breakdown of prices and two-seater and four-seater. Oh, so maybe we should cut the, we'll cut the rates. That. that might help pay off a couple machines real fast. <laughs> yeah, well, we well first of all, we're going to use that freaking wide-ass razor that's out there. So what is it, 78 inches? No, 70, yeah. 78. Where's, where's Jackson? Jackson? Jackson. Jackson. Come over here. Come hither. Come as, I, as I like this arsenal of people in the background that yeah. we can just call just forward at, at any time. Just yell at and they just show up. Oh, Jackson, have, 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 have you ever been on the podcast yet? No. Okay, so you got to do the same thing. You got to give your spiel on who you are, what you do, and why you're here. But I don't want to. You have to. 
Jackson. Get up on that mic, though. You got to get close. I'm Jackson. Uh, I work. Uh, I will tell you because you will be surprised. It is spelled J-A-I-X-E-N. Yep. That's a new one. Yep. I just threw you for a loop. No, I uh, I work at Mindac in Wapton. Um, I know Sean. We just got an ice on the podcast. This is this must be. God damn it! Ice number two of the weekend. <laughs> T- tell us about that freaking. Oh, so the rig I bought, not bought, brought. Uh, my brother's best friend let me use his rig for the weekend. It's a, I believe it's a 2016 or 2017 Polaris Razor Turbo S. Uh, it's got a Stage Two Assassin's Tune on it. It's got a bigger blow-off valve. It's about 78 inches wide. Is that legal? Yeah, probably not. It's got about <laughs> every car. We just off the DNR bumpers. on this one. Uh, it pushes. 17 pounds of boost. Hey, just for the record, my uh, my XP turbo has 16, so I'm right there with you. But is it tuned? No. Let's line them up. Plus, it's got a lot of clutch work done. So it plus it has launch control. I forgot to add that part. No, I'm not gonna do that. No. I just I just wanted you to come on and uh, and uh, talk about that that beast. It'll it'll be fun. I'll take Nick for a ride later. Hey, did anybody find Schmidt yet? He's on his way. I heard. Yeah, it it pretty sweet machine. It was pretty funny. Uh, earlier this morning, they he started it and let it idle, and he drove by and just redlined it a little bit, gave it a couple perhaps, just completely echoed out the whole shop, super loud. And then ten seconds later, Josh comes on his his razor, pulls it off, and we barely we're already deaf. Like we can't even hear. It's like, is it running? Or is that just the fan kicking on? Yeah, I think it's loud. It has like the what the hell is it called? It's a cutoff valve, yeah, so it, a, yeah. it deletes your muffler, so it's straight off the pretty much straight off the header. Yeah, I'm real excited to hear that thing wind down the trail. <laughs> and then the 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 whistle from the turbo, it's very distinct. Yeah. Oh, there he is. He'll come on over here. Come on, Schmidt. It's your time to shine, buddy. Schmidt, you better, you Schmidt, better come sit Schmidt, down right here. Schmidt. I'm gonna go find myself another beer. Yeah, right here, buddy. You get this seat, and uh, for th- for the oh no, oh, Grant with that little little chip in there. Um, so for those of you that have been following us since the very beginning, episode number four was titled "The Pancake," and sitting next to me right now, I have the man himself, the pancake. So you got to be really close on that thing. And first, you gotta you gotta give your spiel on who you are, what you do. You, you got to give the spiel on who you are, what you do, and why you're here this weekend. And then I have a couple other things that we need to talk about. Okay. Well, my name is Austin, and one of Nick's friends. Uh, went to high school together. And yep, you got to be right close to eat it. Eat the mic. Yep, eat it. It sounds this. sounds way better. Uh, yeah. So one of Nick's friends went to high school together. Uh, done a lot of hunting and fish together in her days, and uh, we're out here for Nick's bachelor party. So. I got uh, got the opportunity to be on. Is that going to be like the birthday thing where every time somebody <laughs> says it, we got to clap for you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Two weeks ago, Tuesday was my birthday. So, oh, happy uh, belated birthday. Thanks for that. Uh, um, no, I, I know Nick has uh, brought me up 
Huh? Ah, for fuck's oh, sake. for fuck's sakes. So, yeah, I know he's uh, brought up my, my pancake instant. Apparently, you know, uh, it's not a normal thing to have a bag of pancakes in your hunting vest. At three uh, in the afternoon? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what better time for leftovers than after morning? Really? He, ma- he made a good point. He's like, at the time, I thought that was perfectly normal. Yeah. Guy needs a snack, you give him one. You know what I mean? I just think it's funny because I've been calling you Pancake all weekend. And, yeah. Uh, that's that's just a new nickname that I got for you. Yeah, that's that's what I go by around here. Some of these guys I'm meeting for the first time, and uh, pancakes kind of my my thing around <laughs> pancake here. Stuck. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're kind of. Uh, that's gonna be it now. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of. I'm okay with it. I can live <laughs> with it. Could be worse. You could be called Rake Man. Yeah, that's true. Ooh. <laughs> of the stories we have, uh, I feel like picking that one is probably one of the least uh, damaging to to my own uh, dignity so, <laughs> so i'm good with that you could leave it at that what what machine did you bring up here no before week? we get into that oh, okay sorry we've, we've been going through talking about every day we've had two incidents that have taken place and today was your day and i started it off early 6 a.m before anybody else was up so you got to yeah. tell the people so your side of the view yeah so i got up this morning uh bit of a headache couldn't quite figure out why um didn't feel great you know uh woke up at about six i seem to always get up early with headaches on uh, these occasions and no one else was up i was sure there was some ibuprofen and water around here but i didn't want to wake anyone up so i decided i was going to take my pickup into town and a real tight squeeze between sean's pickup and trailer in a tree and i was thinking skinny with my pickup and uh, <laughs> it didn't play out for the record, it's up. it's not just a, like a normal trailer and pickup. It's like a forty foot giant gooseneck. Yeah, race it trailer. was quite the obstacle. Yeah, um, she's kind of a unit. Yeah, so I tried to make my way around that. Didn't work out. Uh, caught my kind of the outside of my wheel fender right on his metal trim on his trailer, and now I've got a nice big gouge in the side of my pickup. Which, had it been my old pickup. It'd just be one of many, but of course, it would happen now <laughs> with my pickup that I actually care about. So we're probably gonna have to get that fixed up. What, feel like, uh, what better time to give a shout out to Burgers Body and Glass? Yes, of course. Uh, they'll be the ones. Uh, they'll be the ones hooking it up. He's already getting her lined up to get it done. So. So now you got to move into your your school bus you brought out there, and you oh, also yeah. jumped on the for rent wagon. I did. I have the I have the not for rent sticker on my machine. <laughs> And, uh, as well as it's a new machine, it also has the the it's got uh, it's North Rose Outdoor sticker on it this weekend, and as well as a <laughs> large Polaris sticker on my CF Moto. <laughs> there we there we go. Yeah, it's uh, it's it doesn't know what it wants to be. Yet. No, it really it adds a little little comedic. Hey, yeah, it, it is 2023, so it can identify as whatever it wants yeah. to. Uh, we got hooked up with some stickers. It's looking good. Uh, excited to get it out on the trails. I've had it out on the trails once before, not in this area, but uh, up in that more Emily, Minnesota area on those trails. So be exciting to see some new country with it, and hopefully it uh, performs the way I'd like to see. So now we're going to kind of take a little bit of a turn and uh, not talk about wheeling just for a second. This is your first ever podcast. I've been trying to get you on for a while. And, yes, it, and it just uh, hasn't worked. And now you, no. you went and had to use the bathroom. 
Yeah. You tried disappearing, but we got you. They found me. I was located, tracked down, and brought into into custody here. So. Mike Mike is going to start the 92. Fellas, fellas, yeah. Mike is going to start the 92. Yeah, no, that was that was just us. <laughs> um, so you growing up, you did a lot of hunting, fishing. You, you're kind of like me; you've been doing it for years. But your one of your favorite lakes, and we're not going to name drop it, but you've fished that lake for many, many years now. What, if you were to put a number on how many years you fished that lake, how many years have you fished out there? Uh, if we're talking the North Dakota side, which I assume no, okay, so yeah, on the Minnesota side, I've been fishing there since. Well, basically since I was born, my family's had a cabin there, and since I've been a baby in the fish house and out on the boat, I've been fishing there, grew up, and learned to fish there. Uh, it's been a been a good time. Can you can you give? Uh, I want two tips. One of them you taught me, and I I will not go away from it, and that's the purple descent. Yes, that uh, that uh, SR seven raffle a purple descent on that lake for some reason uh you mean you can put you can put side by side with other crankbaits that work fantastic on other lakes but for some reason that color combination i don't know if it has something to do with the water clarity or the bottom type or what it is but it's just uh just a killer on that lake that's the nighttime tip what's your what's your daytime tip when nothing's going well what's your go-to method because you are almost always successful um you know, it's mostly just movement. You got to keep moving, uh, especially, you know, depending on the lake. I know that lake when I was young and when my dad grew up fishing it, you could go to your one spot and fish there every week, and it just doesn't work that way anymore. I mean, you go to that same spot that my grandpa and dad used to fish every single weekend, and you're just not going to catch anything. You've got to move. I mean, movement's the, the biggest thing. Uh, a lot of times I don't even get a line wet until my, uh, my graphs are showing me what I want to see. I mean, if I'm not seeing fish, I won't even bother dropping a line and i'll check five spots before i get a line wet usually and then when i do it's you know quick uh, i'll put something aggressive down to try to pick up if there's an aggressive fish in the school and if i pick one up but then it kind of you know dwindles out then i'll switch over to something a little less aggressive see if i can pick off more fish in that school um so that's kind of usually how i and you do a lot of like you just said the movement thing and you're, you're referencing moving spots but you do i don't know if are you you're more you you're always moving you're not you're not you're very rarely doing slip bobbers yeah, devil's no, lake I, is right. a good slip bobber spot and i have like thrown that in at times but um yeah i'm pretty consistently moving you know i'll <clears throat> i'll spot luck on something and pitch around if you know if we're on fish in that area but it, usually i keep the movement pretty consistent for summer fishing you know for uh for sure on summer fishing and then even in the winter you know we go out there and look for perch in the winter and i don't know how many times i mean i go out i go out every weekend and they're always in the same you know general vicinity in the same bay per se but never two weekends at the same time will i find a school of perch in the same spot i go one weekend and i have to drill 50 holes and i find them you know in 22 feet on this side of the uh this side of the bay and then i'll go the next weekend and they're not usually far, but say a hundred, hundred and fifty yards away in a different direction, maybe a little deeper. Usually, as the year progresses, then it's going to be a little bit deeper. But one of my best days of perch fishing—I don't know if you remember this—it was cold as shit. We were still in yeah. college, and we ended up finding them in was it forty 
five feet of water. Yep, the big females were in forty-five. We were, I had that's that was kind of that same situation with that spot. I think when you had come out, is once they had pushed out that deep. But we had I had fished that spot for weeks and weeks. And the, when I first found these fish, it was in like eighteen feet of water, and they just kept kind of moving down this down this break line and a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. And by the time when Nick had come out and joined me, it was yeah about forty-five feet of water. And uh, the nice thing about that is all the fish that were out that deep, they were all eater size you know keeping fish which was good because that's kind of the problem with fishing that deep is a lot of times you're you know when it comes up it's dead so in this case um they were kind of separated it was the there was lots of perch in 17 feet and i mean much more perch in 17 than there was in 45 but out in 45 what you did catch you kept i mean they were nice fish it was those big females just had kind of separated off from the pack and if i remember right we were damn close to a three-man limit that day yeah, I think we were. I think we. I think we were like four, four right. short or something. Right. Yeah. No, we did uh, did very well, and that was just again that movement. When I go out and fish perch in the winter, I fish, or I should I should drill. Probably, I, I bet I drill on an average day fifty holes to find them out there, and on a really tough day, it might be a hundred, hundred and fifty. Um, so that's kind of that's and that's kind of evolved my setup for that type of fishing too, because I. I had tried to get on the, so I started off with the Jiffy Pro 4 propane auger, and that was, I love you, it. You read my mind. I was going to ask you what kind of auger you yep. run when you're when you're drilling that many holes in and a day. The very first thing, the only thing I've ever heard anyone really have an issue with it is having that propane tank freeze up on that. And if you just kind of know, like you don't leave it out overnight. I've fished some nasty cold stuff, and if you don't leave it out overnight, and then you're going to go out, you know, you keep it. What do I want to say? You know, you, you don't have to like keep it in a special case or anything, but just just keep you it just warm. Gotta be careful. Put just it keep it warm. Truck with yeah, the put it put clothes. it somewhere where it's not going to be just directly in that cold. But anyway, I I did that and I switched over. I had an eye on for a while, and I I know they're great augers, but for the way that I fish in that many holes, it just didn't you know it didn't work out. I ended up going right back to that. I bought a new propane auger, um, and so I started with propane, and then I went to a couple electric options, and then now I'm back to propane, which is. Which I kind of like is a good in between because in the fish house it doesn't make that much smell. It's not like a gas auger where you you know you barely can see across across the fish house when you drill, but it's still um, still got the power and I can just if I run out I just throw another tank on. Is that an eight or a ten inch auger then? Eight. Oh, yeah. I've got a ten inch. I've got an eight and a ten for it. I very rarely use the ten. Um, the only time I can say I ever use the ten is for uh, pike fishing. It's about the only time that one goes on. That's a pretty good time to use a ten-inch auger. Right. Yeah, I like to. I like to dream about getting a fish that's uh, too big for the eight-inch. So I drill the ten-inch just in case. Well, and you have picked up now. We're we're kind of jumping back to North Dakota, but you have caught some of the biggest pike that. I mean, you you're you've picked up a couple monster pike. Yeah, I've, we've I've done pretty well with. Uh, there's just a few. It's one of those things. Some of those little kind of slew lakes in North Dakota, they just with that thick weed structure and lots of little bait fish, there's just some of those little slew lakes that just produce big pike. And it's not always consistent. It's not year after year after year. The one where I've done my absolute best, I mean, this thing is just a little slew. I would imagine something like this, you're, to find these, you're going through slew after slew with no fish in them. Yeah. And then you find the one with fish in it that nobody else, I mean, you, you might be the only person that fishes it. Right, that and word of mouth. 
Which goes a long ways, but it can go too far as well. Yep. Especially on a little spot like that. I mean, word of mouth can kill a spot like that. But luckily, I, I would say with pike, it's pretty rare to see a spot just get overrun by people for pike. Um, you know, if there's a slew full of perch, that's a different story. Then, yeah, then be, everyone's coming for miles. And, it'll be dead in a weekend. Yep. Yeah. I've you, seen uh, some of those sloughs with 150 houses on them. Oh, it's crazy. There's like not, side even by side. A, not even enough ice to put another one on there. Yeah, it gets wild on some of those spots. So you've, uh, I'm kind of taking a shot at myself here, but you have a story about me and the river spot that you oh, showed yes. me in college. Nick is an expert at killing nice little spots, actually. That's the last one that I've done it to. Yeah. I think it's... Uh, First and last? Or I think you knew last. it would be the last time I showed him a good fishing spot if, uh, if, if it happened again. happened again. Yeah. It has not happened since no, then. No, it hasn't. I didn't think people were going to fucking listen to me. <laughs> yeah, and this one was really small. It was, a, it was actually a spring fishing. It was a little river spot that, I mean... You could fish like you and two guys. Three guys is like max. It's just this little backwater swirl, little pool. And if you had three guys, like you're you're fishing all of it. There's no room for any more. And so I brought Nick out there, and we just hammered him. I mean, we caught our, I think it was. Was that walleye? Four guy with us. Was it a three-man limit? I feel like one more person. Anyway, I think it was a three-man limit walleye. I, I bet think, you it was less than an hour. I, th- I, I mean, think just, it was, uh, I think Trent Marty or Eric Larson, one of those two was with us from college. I don't remember. Anyway. Anyway, we were, um, we limited out on walleyes in less than an hour. I mean, just absolutely hammered them. And so, obviously, you know, it was a really good time. It was the first time I'd brought Nick out there. And I went out because I'd been going there quite regularly at this time. I went out the next, I believe it was a couple of days later that I ended up getting back out. And I go to fish my spot, and there is 12, 15 maybe. <laughs> of our college classmates all lining the banks in my spot. There's nowhere to stand, nowhere to fish. <laughs> I was uh, a little upset with Nick on that one. Yeah, he calls me. He's like, yeah, Nick, uh, you tell anybody about that spot? I'm like, no. Uh, are you sure? I'm like, okay, I probably told a few guys from class. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I know. They're all out there. Yeah, uh, wasn't thrilled. Luckily, they all were... Um, Idiots. Quite novice fishermen. So the nice thing about a good spot is you kind of have to actually know how to catch the fish as well. So they, they got ran out of there by their own ignorance quite quickly. Is this the spot that no longer exists because of... No, this one still exists. It does? Okay. Though are you, I'm thinking you're talking the one that's now a big bridge and yep. took out the... Yeah. No, this is a different one. Same river, but different spot on it. And there was kind of two of them that I would regularly fish. Um, the one that you know, we just had uh, mentioned, and then there's also another one kind of in the same area that's a private dam that I would uh, go ask the owners every year for permission to fish, which was kind of like my overflow spot if there's people on the, you know, because the one is fairly fairly well known. Uh, so if that was kind of overrun by people, and like I said, it takes about three people for it to be overrun. It doesn't take much. So in that case, I would go over to that private uh, private dam, which I've had really good luck at. I've caught my... Uh, the big, largest walleye I've ever caught was at that other that private dam. Which is? Uh, 29 and three-quarter. Even after trying to physically stretch him to 30, it was <laughs> 29 and three-quarter. Um, so is he on the wall? He is. Nice. Yeah. No, it was... Uh, wait, 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 I'm wait, wait, wait. he's a she. How the oh, hell? Oh, she's a she for sure. How were you trying to stretch it? Pinch the tail. Physically. You know okay, 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 okay. No, no, okay. no. Not, you, ju- not just the pinch the tail. Just the pinch the tail got me to 29 and three-quarter. 
it's it's um, that little extra the, the pull. physical grab the tail and like yeah the, no, there's a little you know one of them get over here like, come on give me a quarter inch I want to call it a thirty you know twenty nine and three quarters kind of lengthy it doesn't sound as good you know thirty is like that that yeah, I I would I would if I were you I'd say it's just shy of thirty I, that's the thing is I probably could have lived with myself and just told everyone thirty from now on but uh, I chose to. You were honest one time honest and screwed it. yourself. Right? I know. Now you're like, messed up. Yeah, I know, you, you, and now it haunts me forever. And now it's recorded, so now we're really. You said, yeah, I, I, I caught a 30-incher. Schmidt, didn't you just tell me last week there was a 29 and three-quarter? Uh, well, you know, we were it on grew after here. death. <laughs> yeah, it grew after death. <laughs> no no more pale shrinkage. That was pale growage. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, opposite. Yeah, that one actually, I was fishing that spot. I had, you know, North Dakota, I had two lines out. And I was, I had one out as a deadline, which I commonly do fishing the river. I put one out with uh, usually a Lindy rig, let it sit out there, and then I'll, you know, kind of actively fish, whether I'm pitching a jig or whatever it may be on the other line. And on my deadline, I had caught catfish after catfish after catfish. And then just a little catfish. I was just about to pull it up. I said, all right, one more fish. If I catch one more fish on that deadline and it's catfish, I'm just going to set it to the side. Because I was catching walleyes on my active line, so I was kind of just getting annoyed with having to deal with the catfish at that point. So, sure, I'm fishing, and I see that line tip down again, and I thought, oh, God, another catfish. All right, well, over there. Set the hook, and I thought, oh, this is a nice catfish. Because it, you know, was just heavy. Well, come to find out, it was not a nice catfish. It was that... 29 and three quarter inch walleye. So I'm glad I didn't pull the line. Gave it one <laughs> last fish. But yeah, no, it was. What, a good time. Speaking of catfish, can you, uh, your one of one of my stories. I have two stories that I want you to tell. One of them is Sage when you had to jump in and save him pheasant hunting, mm-hmm. and the other one is your bird that you caught a catfish on. Okay. Yep. So, um, as far as Sage is my hunting dog. He's a Springer Spaniel. Really good, uh, really good bird dog. He's a uh, pretty good size for a Springer. He's f- about 55 pounds. He's slimming down a little bit now as he gets older. But um, so we were pheasant hunting, and me and Nick were coming up. It was kind of this little winding creek that was, you know, some iced over spots, some open spots. I think it was late November, and for the most part, it was iced over, other than you know some of the edges and such. And we shot this pheasant. Dropped it right on the creek where it was solid ice at that spot. And did, I miss pheasant, the, did I miss the part where you said that you were with me? Yeah, I was with Nick. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you left that out. I okay. may have forgot to mention that part. Nick and I, you know, uh, were, were doing this. And, and we shot this pheasant. Uh, considering it was hit, I would assume it was me who shot. I'm not sure, though. It was 100% um, you. I was on the other side, and all of a sudden I hear, like, World War Three starting over on the other side of the creek. Okay, yeah, it was definitely me. Uh, so anyway, and, we should, it this. was, it was not just an easy, like, oh, he's right there. No, th- he fucking poked at it. It was a long bomb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, but I hit him, winged him, dropped him into the creek. My dog goes and kind of, I want to say that pheasant was running down the creek, uh, on top of the ice. And my dog starts running, um, you know, kind of to intersect him. Well, he leaps off the bank. I'd say from the bank down to the ice, probably a four, maybe five foot drop, something like that. Um, Leaps off the bank to jump onto the ice to get this pheasant. Goes through, the crashes through the ice as he hits the ice with the pheasant. At this point, there's just an open water. And this is like moving water. Not rapid, but, I mean, moving water. So, I, I was very, 
scared because I it felt like forever. It was probably not long at all, but all of a sudden my dog is underwater with this pheasant. I was I was running up behind you and all of a sudden I heard like the sound of the ice breaking. And I didn't see when Sage went in, but you once I saw you disappear and you came back up, it was maybe 10 seconds. Yeah, it probably wasn't long. And I, I threw my gun down through my stuff, and I was just just about to go in. I never actually ended up going in the water at all. I didn't get wet. Just as I was about to go in, my dog pops back through the same hole he made in the ice. Granted, this is really shallow water and such, but pops back through the hole he made in the ice with the pheasant in his mouth, crawls his way back up and brings the bird up. And I... It went from being really scared to just a good story, and I was just proud of that dog. I mean, he's made me proud always. He's been a he's a really good bird dog. But uh, I had a similar incident with our dog too. What's that? We I had a similar incident with our dog too. Yeah. That it's I mean I I remember it was down through the cattails and I got the vest off because I had birds in my my vest and I threw the gun down and just started charging through the cattails and all of a sudden he pops back up and I'm like, there we go. That's that's it's just. It's awesome hearing right. that too. It, it's yep. it, it happens more than people think. Right, and it's scary. It is very scary. Yeah. I I thought I was losing my dog, and I'm I'm right. I'm char- charging through these cattails. I'm breaking yep. through. I'm like I'm my dog's dead because there's a hole of ice out there, and I couldn't even see him. It's like right. Yeah. No, I was I was ready to go in. I'm glad I didn't have to because done that pheasant hunting once before, falling it, through a slough, and it gets cold. It's cold real fast. Actually, Ian was uh, one of our other guys here. He was actually with for that, uh, falling through the ice. And we ended up continuing to pheasant hunt afterwards. Ian, you take my spot. i got to go uh, visit the the room. All right, we have a... He's got to see a man about there. a horse. I don't know if he's been on yet or not. He's been on. Hi, right, welcome to my podcast. Oh, you're too quiet. You're this one. So you turn it up or down? When you don't talk. mind the silence. Gotcha. Technical difficulties. <laughs> gotcha. There you go. Perfect. Thank you. Anyway, Ian, who's now with us, uh, he was with, and I think, weren't we trying to, what were we trying to do? Sneak across the slough to get, because we were going to try to, these birds had kept sneaking out of the one oh, corner on us. Yeah, yeah, yep. So we were going to try to go across the slough to kind of cut them off where they usually want to sneak out. It's kind of those late season grouped up pheasants where they like to you know run out and uh make their way away from you so we were walking across and i had fallen in i think we maybe went separate directions because we were going to try to kind of trap them we had you know one of us was going to go to this side of the slough and i was going to cut across and then you were going to push it up to me the perfect setup in our minds yeah and uh and we didn't work out i fell through the slough uh probably up to my chest it wasn't super deep but it was awful cold and got back to the truck warmed up a little bit um got the water out of my boots and sat in the truck for probably not that long mm. 20 minutes and uh anyway we went back out and then that kind of ended up ending in disaster after that with my my dog has had a couple incidents yeah uh, i think three times in his life he's had this happen where he'll over exhaust himself to the point where he has uh i had brought him into the vet the first time it happened and and when they checked his blood sugar, they said he had basically overexhausted himself to the point where he had like a diabetic seizure, like his blood sugar was so low. Um, they said it doesn't necessarily mean he has diabetes, just that, you know, his, that hunting drive in him, he won't quit. Like physically, he'll just... He will literally keep going. He yep. would kill him if he wouldn't, you know, wouldn't stop. And uh, so after falling through the ice, I don't think we even shot any birds after that. If I remember, I was falling through the ice, get back out there, my dog has a seizure, just an awful 
experience. Probably a good trip to end it early on. Yes, mm -hmm. we called it, and it might have. It was way towards the end of the season. I can't remember if it was like last weekend type of thing or if it was last couple weekends. It was but pretty sure it was snowing that morning too. Oh, yeah, on top was, of that, it was, it was snow covered for sure. Yeah. Yep. Well, I heard you talking about spring fishing um, earlier oh, in no. your giant fish, and I just you weren't talking about mines. So that's why. I, yeah, go, that's weird. You know how we were talking about how some people exaggerate their fish. Um, we have now the true expert of that on uh, on with us here. We depends on how you look at it. To be honest, I mean, yeah, yeah his name's Jacob Nixon. <laughs> he just does it verbally. Um, he'll uh, take a what was it? I believe it was a, a twenty-eight inch walleye. A what? Ian? Tw a twenty-eight inch, okay, probably. Yeah, twenty-one inch walleye, about three pounds. Nice fish, but you know, nothing to write home about. Just a yeah, nice fish. And somehow it got posted to his Instagram and that 21-inch fish turned into a 25-inch, 8-pound slay, 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 slay. Uh, walleye. And I, it's quite shocking to me being the person who was actually there. And maybe we should, maybe we were talking fishing tactics earlier. Actually, I'd like... The daredevil to, story. Yes. That's what I was hoping you'd I go know. into. You know the, it better. And you that's the, That was the fish. It was that fish. Oh. It was that fish. So let's... This is Why just a little tell us how we caught that fish. little tips and tricks uh, secret here. No, you you go ahead because I think you tell the story the best, honestly. Right, okay, yeah. so we're uh, pitching jigs, and this is actually one of those river spots we had talked about earlier. And I was catching walleyes. You know, we're, it wasn't super hot and heavy, but I think we had two or three at the time. You know, like eater size, 15, 16 inch walleyes, something like that. And Ian is concocting uh, just awful plan as usual. Digging through and the tackle box, figuring out what's going to work. Tackle box, picking out just something stupid because, <laughs> God forbid, we would actually use a, a jig that was catching walleyes. We'll just try something that, you know, is ridiculous, and that'd be fine and all if it would have just turned out like I expected it to, and he would have caught nothing. <laughs> so he puts on this big black and white daredevil with a big egg weight <laughs> sinker slid right up to the daredevil. Goes up, and there's these rapids that come over the rocks, you know, here. Goes up to the rocks and just holds the daredevil, like, puts his, like, the end of his rod in the water and just holds the daredevil does he in the rapids. Does there? No, doesn't pitch it. Just, like, just <laughs> sticks it in the rapids, you know, just, like, the most idiotic thing I've ever seen. And then I see him, like, set the hook, and I'm like, yeah, you set the hook into that rock, buddy. <laughs> and he pulls out this 21-inch walleye. It was the most awful thing I've ever seen. It was just disgusting to watch. Take notes, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, fucking, hey, I'm like Jordan in the flu game catching goddamn fish <laughs> left and right. You don't even need to cast. Just dip the whole half of the fucking rod into the water. It's guaranteed. This guy's full of tips and tricks. Yeah, that's right. I suppose if you poke the fish, it probably turn and bite you. Mm -hmm. I would say um, there's about a 99% chance that that was an accident on the fish's part. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking drunk fish. Yeah. And I, I think he ran into the hook somehow. <laughs> Considering the rapid water, if you're going to get stupid lucky somewhere, you Did might Did you see where it was words. hooked? Was it hooked through the lip or was oh, it? Oh, it was hooked in the mouth. Yeah. It wasn't just snake. <laughs> no. Like he didn't just go, yep, there's a fish on the snake. No, oh, I would okay. have loved to have that option to put back on him. <laughs> no, really... he hooked it in the mouth. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's somehow. impressive. Yeah, it was... Egg weight, daredevil tactic. I mean, just give it a try. No one will look at you You don't crazy even have to like cast. No, right. I mean, really. Top-tier fishing tips yes, yeah. for me. Next thing, uh, do they have those... They have the splitters for that stuff, too. So I'm going to start doing, like, five daredevils. 
five two egg weights hook everything in the yeah get it all going at once yep and uh i was also going to say you were taking whatever you were doing outside earlier i did give away one of your secret spots while you're out there so i apologize for that everyone does now officially know about morton pond oh man my favorite (laughs) not my favorite spot (laughs) Well, you know what we should do? What we should no, do can get is take really nasty choppy, and you're gonna want to bring the largest, you know, deep V walleye boat you have. You know, in the winter, it can get nasty. In the it's winter, I think, I think we need to take all of our ice fishing gear that we have, the two, the three houses, and all the portables, and set them up all over Morn Pond, and then people stay out of Morn Pond for us. I, I actually like this idea. We could get everybody like this this main group, everybody with fish houses, and we just go party on Morton Pond one weekend. I do it. Not part guarantee- fish. Hammer the fish. No, we're gonna hammer, get hammered ourselves, and people are gonna think that we're catching fish. And then after that, I guarantee you, you'll see people out there for two or three weeks yeah, after that. Guaranteed. <laughs> yep. See all those out there. Yeah. It's hard not to see. Um, if you're on the interstate, <laughs> you're. I mean, if you, if you look to your right when you're headed south, you might see it. Yeah. You might see it. And what's all in there again? Is it? Is it There's trout? trout. There's trout. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I caught a forty-inch trout out of there one time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, jigging with a daredevil in my ice fishing hole. It was with a dare. Did you just stick that another rod in there with an egg weight? Mm-hmm. Was that yeah. the tactic? I was just them? dropping a rebarb down there actually and spearing them. With <laughs> oh, <that>. spearing them. <laughs> Speaking of spearing, do you guys have you have you been spearfishing? I actually have with Schmidt, and I really really liked it. You have the saw, right? That was you that I went yep. with. Yep. yep. Yeah, and I my uncle out at our farm. Um, close to Devil's Lake, North Dakota. He's taken me spearfishing a few times. And I like it. I just uh, can't commit to buying the saw and everything out of the spear. I mean, that stuff's pretty expensive, isn't it, if you go all in with? Uh, yeah, I mean, in relation to different hunting and fishing hobbies, it's probably not one of the most expensive. But, yeah, it is expensive. I mean, yeah. uh, it's, sadly, there's almost every hunting and fishing hobby is enormously expensive. Not a damn thing is cheap anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's worse that's than a, drugs. That's a problem that I have because when I get into a hobby, I'm not just going to kind of, oh, we're going to see if we, no, we're going to go full send yeah. and see if we like this or not. What's oh. the absolute best thing I can buy? <laughs> yeah, bad deal. All right, I'll take two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much broke. I have 500 daredevils and 3,000 egg weights, so that's about all I got. And one rod. He's made his investment where it counts. <laughs> Do you guys have any uh, uh, spearing stories? Then after the spearing stories, if you have any, if you don't, we'll go right into hunting. I'd like you guys to talk about what, you, what you're planning on doing for hunting season this year as far as what tags you have, what you've been doing to prepare for hunting, and then we'll also get into Wixo. He leaves in two, two weeks. He goes to Colorado for an elk tag with his bow. So we'll do one more spearing st- or one spearing story if you have any. I know you do, just because I know who you are. I know I do. I'm just trying to browse <laughs> over one that's uh, most interesting in my head. I... And then and then after that we'll get in we'll get into a little bit of hunting talk and then we got lunch on the grill, so we're gonna we're gonna probably wrap this one up here within the next half hour or so. But you gotta oh you, tell the coffee pot story please, and then a spearing story, and then we'll move to hunting. We're, kinda, we're just laying them all out there today. <laughs> Um, well, it's taken 69 episodes to get you on, so I better t- take it while I can get it. Um, the coffee pot, see, I feel like I used to have a funnier way to tell it, because when I told it last night, it just sounded 
like some psychopath threw a coffee pot out the door of the, the fish house. Did you use the word yeeted? Uh, it possibly was yeeted. <laughs> I think... Um, yeah, actually, this, is, this can be a two-part story because I woke up to your bare ass in my face. He did. Well, the thing is, is I had to pee. And, you know, we were in the middle of the lake. It's the middle of the night. Woke up, had to pee. And I'm not going to, like, put my clothes and my shoes on to go outside to pee. I'm just going to open the door and let her rip out the door. So, uh, Nick was unfortunate enough to be sleeping on a cot with his head right next to said door. Um, and I was hoping he would just sleep through it and not really know what was going on, but he woke up uh, to me peeing in very close proximity to his head, mm-hmm. um, which he wasn't a fan of. That was that same trip where, as he just mentioned, with the coffee pot that I was so excited for on the fishing trip that never worked and ended up getting yeeted right out the door of the fish house. Hmm. Just because it didn't work? Is um, that, that So... Yeah, so I, it, it would kept tripping the GFI breaker on my uh, the outlet <laughs> in my, and so oh, I don't. It, it could have very potentially been a problem, you know, with, with your GFI. Yeah, yep, could have been the GFI. Could have been. Uh, but the coffee pot was the victim of that night. Yes, um, that morning actually, I woke up with fury. Oh, with fury. With no coffee. Ooh. Oh yeah, no, I was I was happy. I didn't bring any water. I used lake water, which just seemed like it made the the trip a little more lightweight. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring water. Rusty. We're sitting on it. Come on. Naturally, elderly flavored coffee. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the coffee bakes it out. That's Science says that, I Wait, think. Speaking of science, didn't Ian, didn't you like study trees or some shit? Ah, uh, yes. Natural Resource Management and Agro Systems. Um, did that for about four years at NDSU, graduated, and then uh, now I work for the USDA, so completely irrelevant degree. <laughs> so uh, what, what, what is the most interesting thing that you learned when you were learning about trees? Uh, I honestly think that it's probably like the variety of diseases and stuff that that different kinds of trees you can get. I I did a treatment for in Minnesota um, in Hopkins, Minnesota, for a whole year in uh, that's around the Minneapolis area, and the just the amount of things you can look for to become a certified arborist. It takes I think it's like a two year additional uh, kind of worth of studies before you have to take a test and stuff like that. Kind of just like your electrician stuff you have to do for journeyman and stuff like that. And, it's a lot harder than I thought. I mean, there's little things like on crab apple trees, there's rust and so many other things you have to look for and stuff. And But I did that for a while and just decided to go into something else. I wanted to be back in North Dakota, and I, I found something that I really do enjoy now, so I'm glad. So when we're done here, can we go on a walk and you tell us what all these trees are that we have up here? <laughs> That's no, an it's aspen been a year. Tree. All my knowledge is now out the window. Totally irrelevant. That's an aspen tree. I can tell by the way it is. That's the way it is, yep. So that, did you have a spearing story? I can't really think of one that's that, like, I, I feel like my stories, I, there's got to be some comedic effect, and I feel like most of my spearing stories are just... Okay, okay, if we don't have a spearing story, I have one more before we get into hunting. Greg was not able to make it here today, Yep. and he used to fish with you a lot. He did. And he would get very... Up- me once, actually. He would get very upset with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, you got to do it. He's got a specific way. I mean, he's a good fisherman, and he's got a specific way about it, and he wants it that way. And if you are not fishing with the nub, you are not fishing at all. Your ice fishing rod, if there is any cork sticking past the reel, you are not even a fisherman. (laughs) You are an irrelevant garbage human and need to retire from the sport of fishing. 
And this is coming from the guy that I, I think I heard you say caught you. Uh, yeah, so uh, little North Dakota slough fishing for, uh, well, it actually started out for pike and it kind of turned into a walleye venture, but uh, we were whipping around daredevils. Uh, kind of had these, you know, I don't remember size-wise, but they're particularly large. Red uh, with red egg white. weight. Red, or no, sorry, black with the egg weight. No, sadly not mm-hmm. black with the egg. We oh, were right. actually unaware of that, uh, you know. Trade secret. Trade secret at the time. Yeah. So we were just using the red and white like your classical amateurs. <laughs> and uh, no egg weight. Uh, so anyway, Greg goes to whale out this big cast. Because you know these big heavy spoons, you can really get them out their ways. So Greg goes to whale out this cast. What Greg forgot was to open the bale. <laughs> so with full force, he sent that uh, daredevil right into the side of my head. Oh, which, oh, oh, no. you know, I didn't actually realize as it happened that it that happened was, so fast. It, really it happened fast, and, like, there was no pain immediately. Yeah. So, like, immediately all I know is that this thing hit me in the side of the head, and it didn't fall. So, like, something's holding it up there. And I was wearing a hat at the time, so I was really hoping for the hat. But as I reached up and felt, mm. and Greg was looking at me like he thought I was going to murder him, uh, it was not in my hat. It, <laughs> We just got the chicks thrown at us. We just got a whole uh, shotgun shell with rubber that was, duckies. That was the chicks showing up today. Those are all the chicks. <laughs> yeah, there are the chicks. The I chicks are here. Being, uh, being attacked. Anyway, sorry. So, so back, yeah, yeah, so full force, you know, right inside of the head. I, I at that point realized it did not fall. I'd reach up, and two of the three treble hooks from this daredevil are sunk into my ear. Um, so there was two hooks. Into the barb, into the barb, in my ear, but they had not come back out the other side, which is the worst case scenario, because then we have the barb sunk into the cartilage, but not out the other side. So what I ended up having to do was take a side cutters and actually physically push the hooks through the back side of my ear. That must have hurt so It was bad. awful. Making that, like, doing it to yourself was just and you disgusting. you hear it happen because it's right in your ear. <laughs> yes. So I had to push the hooks through the backside, snip them off, so I get the barbs snipped off, and then, you know, well, then we went fishing again. You didn't go to the doctor? No, we just no like, doctor trip. went did back you, out. Did you go at all? Oh, no. For what? It's just a hole. <laughs> what are they going to do, stitch He's my cartilage? Piercings. Come on. <laughs> I could have put something in there. We could have called it a, you know, fashion statement, That's but right. there was no doctor involved. All right, so that that's going to do it for fishing and and four-wheeling. Now we're going to get into hunting. And Flash, what what do you got coming up this fall for hunting? For hunting, I plan on getting out to Minnesota to our hunting land to do some uh, rifle hunting for the two weekends down there. Maybe we'll see how the hunting rifle season go. Maybe do some late-season muzzleloading, too. <laughs> Sounds good. I did not draw a rifle tag this year. So well, I am just... are safe this year. <laughs> Easy, well, man. Like that one. Easy, man. I, 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 do you bash people for their for their first ever deer? <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. I, I if mean, I recall correctly, I told you because you remember you were. I think you had an opportunity at a fork buck, and he was Nick was hunting public land in a very hard unit with very limited public. Yeah, land, I'll and put I it, said I will put it right on blast. Fuck Unit Two A <laughs> in North Dakota. Do not apply there. You are wasting your time and money unless you know somebody with land. <laughs> 
Right. And I told him, I said, if I were you, honestly, in that unit with that land, I'd be happy just to put a buck in the ground. Who cares what it looks like? Yeah, so if, as much if as I give him shit, I really, you know. That, that one that I actually did kill, though, my little one, I still have his rack. He's on top of my fridge. Uh, uh, that like a nice little fridge magnet. <laughs> God damn it, dude. You're ruthless. <laughs> yeah, you wanted him on here. Um, that deer, I actually took that one in uh, 2G2. Okay, so just west of that. Yeah, right next yeah. to it. But yep. th- I will never apply Unit 2A North Dakota Deer Rifle. Do n- n- nope. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough unit. There's just hey, who the hell hey. is gr- hey? Landon, hey. kick him off of that. Okay, sorry about the. Gr- okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna enjoy this music. Hey, stop doing that! God damn it! Can't you drive that out of here? Is it not a cordless grinder you're using? <laughs> Go somewhere else. Of all places, the audacity of this child. You should have heard that on here, dude. It sounds like <laughs> of a child. So, Wixa, what do you got for hunts coming up here? And then if you guys have any questions for him about this, I've already, like, hit him with a bunch. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm on the list is just Colorado Elk. We'll be out of here in... Two weeks, two weeks on Thursday after work. That solo or? Nope, there's going to be three of us. Two two tags, three people. Is that rifle awesome. or bow? Bow. Bow? Yep. How long did that take you to draw for that? Did you have to build up some points? It's or? what, uh, tw- 20 hours-ish, 16 to 20 hours Okay. to get to where we're going? I said draw. Do you have to build oh, up points? <laughs> I just said drive. Okay, 20 hours to draw that fucking application. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's an over-the-counter. Oh, gotcha. we'll really? Yeah, we can get it every year. Is that for a, a cow tag or a nope? It's bull? a it's an any. Oh, really? Oh, that's so awesome. And it's over the counter. Yep, it's um, four points or better, either sex, cow, calf, or bull. Wow, I didn't know that. And then we can hunt. I don't know how many units, but basically, I I think it's any over the counter unit, except for there's a few exceptions, but we'll go back to the same areas. That we were at last year and found them. Gotcha. Start there, anyways. So you you've hunted there in the past. Yeah, we went last year. It was our first year. Okay, and that was was that the first year for all three of you to went? Yep. Nice. Did that one take sixteen hours to draw as well? <laughs> well, technically, it took like three minutes to print the tag. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Other than that, I just got a couple North Dakota trips planned out west, and then lots of lots of pheasant and duck hunting. So after you have this elk hunt to start off your hunting season, does that make your North Dakota bow tag for deer just seem like irrelevant? No, it's it's two different things. I mean, the North Dakota one, the couple trips that we have planned is more of going to be like a group effort thing. There'll be a lot of guys out there, and it's going to be uh, more of a fun, I shouldn't say fun trip, but entertaining, I suppose, than the elk. The elk is a, just... It's a tough one. That that's mm-hmm. a it's just a grind. Right. You know, we're out there to do one thing and that's it. Where right. in North Dakota it's more of a hangout. We'll go out right. hunt the mornings, the evenings, you know, do whatever. Right. Did you have any uh, any close calls? Any or did you I should say first of all, did you get one when you went last we year? We did not get one. We had a spike come to 10 yards which we couldn't shoot well, and then we found a couple groups that were just we didn't have we didn't. Uh, we weren't backpacking. We were staying at staying in the trailer. Okay. So we had to be back at the trailhead. So we just we, the ones that we found, we were not going to be able to get to with with the time. 
Um, so we were close, but did see some did see quite a bit of elk where you yeah, were. Yeah, yep. We 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 saw a group of three, a group of two, and then we had a bigger, a, a pretty nice bull screaming at us that we were trying to find and right. we just never got. Never I know got that's about here. all. It that, uh, that's just seeing them. I know with my experiences with hunting mule deer and such, that's all it takes. I yep. went. It wasn't. I can't remember if it was my fourth or fifth year that I shot my mule deer, but just getting to see them and getting close kept me coming back every year. Yeah, when we had a, the first one scream at us, it was pretty much, you know, the, like we'll be back for this. Right. Yeah. It and then uh, uh, it doesn't take much. And then when we had one at ten yards, it was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. Right. I'm gonna do this every year. Right. Yeah, that close encounter, especially with an animal that big, you know, I yeah, mean, even yeah. a, a smaller bull has got to be just outstanding to I see I think the most surprising thing was I didn't, like, I figured this is a big animal. Like, we're going to we're gonna know it's coming. Right. And granted, it was it was damp, but we didn't see it until it was maybe 20 yards away. Okay. And then there, there was two of us at the time, and um, I kind of, like, I kind of lost it behind some trees, and I was just waiting to hear... I was cow calling a few yards back, and the guy that I was with was closer to it even yet. And uh, I was kind of waiting to see where it popped out, see what would happen. And then I just see him stand up and walk towards me. I'm like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Oh, it, it took off running." I, was like, I didn't, I didn't hear it, I didn't see it, and I'm 15 yards away. Crazy, especially so, that big of an animal. Yeah, I was amazed at how quiet it was. Right. It was just, just, just like a mule deer. I mean, it was yeah. crazy. Well, and with even like whitetail on a stand it's amazing the way that they can sneak in on you i mean like you hear a squirrel, squirrel. yeah, yeah. You on hear the leaves crunching you're like here comes like a freaking monster train. buck yep and it's just a squirrel then then when you actually see a deer you don't it's even s- you don't even hear them you, no you have to disappear like it, if, especially if they're not right in your plane of view i mean i've had deer just like up here yeah like yeah. You, i mean you literally they'll be 15 yards and like you feel like you can there's no way you could have not heard that come in but mm-hmm. no they're, they're just they know how to move through the trees. They know how to move. Uh, they know how to move through their terrain, and that's what. Uh so one thing that I was wondering, just like within the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of switching out of fishing mode into hunting mode. Right. And I was thinking, I'm like, how in the hell does a moose or an elk or any like big racked animal, e- even a bear? Yeah, they don't have a rack, but even a bear. How the hell can they? creep in through the tree and you have you won't even honestly hear i think it's with their legs <laughs> that was a good one <laughs> that was a good one no but you know like they're racks like they you'll yeah, find them way was. back in the bush and they're well even a nice buck through a cornfield right i can't walk sideways for two yards through a cornfield <laughs> without making a just an absolute, absolute commotion noise, yeah so yeah and they walk through there they you know even a deer with a nice size rack walks through a row of corn without making a sound it's just Outstanding. What about you guys? Oh, go ahead. I I was literally just going to bring it right right to what you just said. Okay, yeah, so what what do you guys got coming up this year for for, uh, hunting? So I've got, uh, as far as uh, large game, I do plan on doing some pheasant hunting and some waterfall hunting and everything like that. uh, But as far as big game, I've got two doe tags to fill. I've got one off of the secondary. I, I didn't get my my uh, buck tag I was hoping for, so I applied secondary lottery, got a doe tag, and then there was leftover doe tags in the unit I hunt, so I ended up getting a second doe tag, so now I've got two rifle does, and then I've got my uh, 
bow deer, which, you know, that's an either or, and I'll be doing that. Uh, that one will be out, out in western North Dakota for mule deer. Did you, uh, did you get to hunt last year with your new, your new deer rifle? No, I actually, so I didn't have a tag last year. I just thought, I thought it was going to be such a busy year, and, and it was busy, but I definitely regretted not buying one. Um, I, I did apply for a tag last year for a, a buck tag in my unit that I wanted to get my mule deer, and I did not get that. And I didn't buy any doe takes. I thought, you know, it's just going to be a crazy year. I, I've got enough going on. I'm just, uh, you know, I had gotten married the end of last summer. And there was just a lot going on with the family and such. So I just didn't didn't get a take. So I, I did end up getting the itch really bad to go deer hunting. So to soothe that itch, during rifle season when I had no tag, I bought a deer rifle, um, which I intend on using this year. I just got out and did a bunch of shooting with it last week. And what did you get? It is a Tika T3X Rough Tech. That's a nice gun. Um, yeah, it's a really slick gun. It's got the fluted barrel, muzzle brake, uh, that spiraled breech on it, the oversized bolt handle. It's a it's a really slick gun. Uh, I really like it. I shot it uh, just last weekend. There, that that action on those bolt smooth. action, it's so smooth. It, so you smooth. literally tip the gun up and the bolt just falls yeah, right. it's nice. Is that better than the uh, 300 Win Mag that... Punch you in the uh, face? Yes. Uh, <laughs> it turns out I don't like to be smacked in the face with the scope of my of my gun. So uh, pussy. Yeah. No. The the 300 Win Mag is getting put into retirement until I get a muzzle brake put on the end of it. And this new gun is a 6.5 Creedmoor. So that's uh, that's what I'll be going with now. It's crazy to me that you said that last year was the busy, crazy year that you couldn't make it out because of the wife and everything. But now this year you just had a brand new baby, and this isn't going to be the crazy yeah. year. Hey, everybody, congratulations to Papa Schmidt. Thank you. Thank you. That's work. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no, it's going to be a... It's going to be a crazy... Uh, crazy year this year but i'm gonna make it work i'm gonna get out um i have my my wife's little brother he's gonna be 14 years old during deer season i'm taking him out um he is actually my excuse to get out which is nice because like oh i gotta take your younger brother out you know he really wants to go how do you <laughs> say no to that yeah how can you say no you look at his face come on she's like, oh yeah then you can go because you know because you're taking him so he's he's my little my little uh Scapegoat. Yeah, I just get to just. Oh well, he wants to go deer hunting this year, so I guess I'll have to go spend a week out in deer camp. Oops. Ooh, that sucks. <laughs> so uh, a couple new segments that we've added, and we're gonna use everybody that's at the table right now. So you, you, and you have to stay here. So tip of the week first. Tip of the week first. We do a North Bros tip of the week every single week. Who wants it, it? <laughs> Ian or Schmidt? Well, I don't know. Ian we gave a really got good two. one earlier. Okay, Ian, re-give the tip that you gave yeah, earlier. Ian, you're gonna have to give yours. Oh yeah, I mean it's free real estate. I just already gave it out. It's you get yourself the heaviest egg weights you can, and and a big old daredevil, and you don't cast, stick it in the water, and you're guaranteed. Just try it this spring, next spring, honestly, and just write back to North Bros. Um, you guys have a submission, like an email or something like that. Honestly, North Bros Outdoors at Gmail dot com. And honestly, if, even if you get five minutes, just try it and. Uh, send them your pictures, uh, obviously hashtag slay slay slay, and then if you do catch any fish that way, add at least five inches to the size because you <laughs> earned it by doing that. All right, the next segment here is going to take every single one of us. I'm just going to take a few minutes. 
We call it. We don't really have a name for it. It's an off-the-wall question segment where you ask. It doesn't have to pertain to four-wheeling, hunting, or fishing. Any question, you go round table. Everybody answers the question, and then you move to the next person. So since Wixo is closing it out, you're going to ask last. So we're going to start with Micah. And if we if if the question has been asked before, we will not ask the question again. Where are you going? Sit your ass down. You ain't going anywhere. Micah, you're up. Can I do like a would you rather deal? Yeah, that's yeah, yep, can be yep. any kind of question you want. That works. Would you rather? I mean, we've had questions like, "Would you rather get? Would you rather lose a finger or a toe?" Yeah, so that's not so a question. A, that's a not a question. Would you rather is a yeah? You can ask that. So yeah, go ahead. We we don't we're running out of time on this one. So before, go ahead, Mike. Before I say this, I don't condone smoking, <laughs> but I think that it's necessary to life. <laughs> would you rather have to smoke at least a pack a week for the rest of your life, or never get to smoke anything, not even a cigar, ever again? My answer. I think that would be easy for me, and I would um, not smoke. So, yeah. I actually do smoke. Very. Do you have those the uh, American spirits? I'm gonna get one of those after the podcast. <laughs> we know his answer. <laughs> I was kind of scouting those out earlier, um, but I do smoke, especially when I drink. I love to smoke, but pack a day. That's I. I yeah. Pack oh, week. pack a week? Fuck yeah. I'm, 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 <laughs> I was worried about that extra two. All right. Nate, do you want to jump in on this? If you do, no? No, okay. Uh, I, think, I think I know 10-year-olds that smoke more than hey, that. Hey, 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 peanut gallery, quiet down back there. Thank you. Uh, my answer would be no. I would rather not have anything. Jacob? No, well, see, you give me a, like, I do like a, I do like smoking a cigar. But I think I'd give that up to not have to smoke a pack a week. Flash? Financially, never going to recover. <laughs> yeah, I would not smoke anything ever so? in my life again. Yeah, I don't think I'm smoking a pack a week. All right, Schmidt, you're up for the question. Smoking kills. Anything, completely off the wall. Completely any off the wall. Oh, wait, Micah, did you, want, did you answer or no? What did you say? He's yes? Okay, okay, yeah, Schmidt, your turn. As he's grabbing the pack of American spirits out of his pocket. <laughs> Whoa, hello. Uh, so, you know, honestly, Nick, I'm going to have to pass this one off to you. I don't know. You can't. I, you I, can't. Nope. Option. Completely. Come back around to me nope. That's not an option. It's a complete so off-the-wall question. My seat on the table is just. You're stuck there. I'm stuck here. Okay. <laughs> He's like, uh, shit. We've reached an impasse. I feel like I'm trying to come up with something that's, you know, like we want mean, to. It could literally be anything. And you never know we what's going to spark a debate. Hey, shut the fuck up. It's not your turn. We're keeping the mic away from him right now. <laughs> All right, Schmidt. Uh, yeah, no, Nick, you're going to take it. Okay, we are going to come back to you. you. You've made me talk for so long. I Has he, okay. Things. Can I no, help him no, out? No, you can't help him out, Flash. Okay. Shut your mouth. Ian? This is a question that I have for everyone. I think it's just going to be summed up really quick, but it does not come from any personal experience of mine. I'm just wondering. I'm sure there's plenty of audience members out there also wondering. Can you shoot a slug out of a non-barreled shotgun, and will it affect it? Will it wreck it at all? 
I personally have never done that. But I know. So, yeah. so the, my answer to that is I wouldn't try it because my luck, the fucking barrel would blow up in my face and that would be the end of me. So I, my answer, I guess, is I don't know. Uh, Jacob? Jacob over here. <laughs> Can you? Yes. Should you? Probably not. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jacob and say the exact same thing. So I'm going to pass it on to Wixo. I bet you could do it. I think it would just... I don't think you'd uh, Wait, have there, very much accuracy. There is no barrel? Distance behind it, though. Oh, oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Mike? Do you have said gun with you? <laughs> and slugs? I mean, I'll do... I'll try. I got safety glasses. <laughs> See, Schmidt, after hearing... Okay, you answer. Okay, so I think I actually know somewhat of the answer to this. Now, I've never really hunted with slugs, but I did live in an area where um, the people around there had the slug hunt in Glenwood, Minnesota. And my understanding is it depends, first of all, on the type of slug. There's rifled slugs. I believe there's slugs that are meant to be shot through a smooth bore barrel and slugs that are meant to be shot through a uh, rifled barrel. The rifled barrel slugs, I believe, are a smooth uh, kind of more standard bullet looking i think they're called a sabbath slug or maybe it's the other way around like i said i'm not 100 sure on which type is which but i know there is certain slugs for a smooth barrel and certain slugs for a rifled barrel uh so that would uh it really depends on the type of slug you shot i looked like a rifled slug and i shot it out of a non-rifled uh stoger shotgun and i did leave my choke in there as well i, so I think yeah. that okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about the choke. I don't know what choke you're supposed to have in. Because obviously you can't just have no choke. Goose choke. <laughs> so, like, you have to have a choke. I don't know what choke you're supposed to have. But if the slug looked rifled, I think... Okay, yes. So that actually is the ones for the smooth bore, I believe. Because then it's making it you are correct. twist as it comes through. Yeah, whereas, you're like, in that. a smooth one would go through a rifled slug barrel. Yep. All right, Schmidt. Do you have a question, or do you want me to go? Because the, the no, longer on, the man. longer you wait, you have to ask a well, question. Why do you make me think about things that aren't my question? <laughs> <laughs> okay, my question. Ice fishing or summer fishing or open water fishing out of a boat? This one's been asked on the podcast before. It has been asked? Yeah. Yep, you it sh- has. I was There's just no way yep. that hasn't been asked. Yeah. That's been asked. Okay. God damn it. Can you come back to me? You right, No. Nick, no, you can't. Since it sounds like it's already asked. I have time for mine now. Oh, you have I, one now. You didn't yes. 10 seconds ago. No, I didn't 10 seconds ago. I do now. Shut okay. Up. So, so you I can ask everyone it. Everyone around here with between hunting and fishing stuff has worn waders from time to time, right? Hey, talk, you got to talk into the face oh. of that. You're talking into the side of it. I don't know what head aside. There you go. All right. So <laughs> how long does it take for a fart to work its way out of your waders? Ian, you're up first. I didn't know we were getting scientific on here. Yeah, it um, depends on the force of pressure yeah. that the and, fart and came what out with. better does it alter the smell? My guess is that this is a personal experience where you ripped ass in your waders. And because of, I'm guessing they were deep, so the, the compression of the water kept them, the, the fart trapped in the insulated waders. And when you got out of the water, it escaped. So I'm going to say it will stay until you get out of the water. That is my answer too. Is they're gonna? They're, it's just like ice fishing bibs. Granted, they're actually they're worse than ice fishing bibs. Even in ice fishing bibs, that stays in there until you take those off. Yeah. So uh, you're you're kind of SOL. Um, so yeah, Jake. I'm gonna have to go with it because the gravity 9.8 meters per second squared 
are compressing to keep it sealed. But that being said, if you have shitty waders that already have holes in it, I've had that out. You know, everything's going right through anyway. So. Speaking from personal experience, this has happened to me duck hunting. Uh, it takes about a half hour before you can actually smell it. Um, and it's, it's even more ripe because after you get sweating, it just gets more ripe. So a half hour is my answer. I completely concur with that. That's the answer of a true endorsement. <laughs> Wixel? It takes about as long as it takes you to get out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> Micah? Now, me being the like huge and avid outdoorsman that I am, I actually don't have a lot of experience with this because you know, I'm just... I duck hunt. I don't even wear waders. I'm not Hashtag Xbox Warrior. That was a phase. It was just a phase. This is a phase, man. But I have no idea. But I'm just going to go with a half hour because it seems like a good answer. Alright, Schmidt, do you have an answer for your own question? I'm going to go right with it. I agree. I think that half hour and it's raunchy. It's just sat in there. It's brewed. You know, that swampy slew water at times, depending on what you're hunting. Where you're hunting, I should say. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with that half hour. So we're kind of we're kind of running out of time on this one. So this one's gonna have to be really really quick. Your top two brands, number one and number two of a- ATVs, ATV makes models. Okay, fine. One, your fa- your your best, your favorite model of ATV, your favorite make of ATV. I mean, I, I feel like I just don't have a choice. It's gonna have to be what I own. So that's a. A mint, pristine 2021 Player Sportsman 850 Premium Trail, Mad Orange Rust. Now with a brand new belt and 1,002 miles on it. Yeah, just the make, please. I'm going to have to go with my favorite now is a uh, Pro XP brand new off the line. No, the fucking make. Jesus Razor. Christ. Players. Wix, I'll see if you can get it right. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the one I own. 2019. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, Micah, the just the brand name. That's all you're going for. Which one? Which is your favorite? Ooh. One's got sentimental value. So Kawasaki? Well, actually, they both do now. Kawasaki? Because I put new tires on one. So. <laughs> okay, so what's yeah, the... I have, a, I have a 1987 Kawasaki. Okay, stop. Kawasaki. <laughs> Austin, you're up. <laughs> Jesus. We're, get, we're, we're getting a little rowdy here towards the end of this one. Shut the Actually. fuck up and pass the mic on. <laughs> uh, Can-Am. What? I thought it's a Polaris. No, Can-Am. And I don't even own... So I have a CF Moto side-by-side with a Polaris... Cut the mic. You don't even deserve to talk. Can-Am is what I want. So I'm just confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say a uh, Can-Am Maverick. Mine's a uh, Polaris. Jake, question. Uh, Go. Quickly, quickly. Boxers or briefs? Boxers. Boxers. Derek's over there like, boxer briefs? Boxers. Free balling it. Okay. Uh, uh, boxer briefs. Flash question. Go. Oh, Jake, answer your own question. You said boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Isn't that both of them? No, they, they make boxer briefs. I can't actually hear what you're saying, but I'm a boxer. ATV trail riding or ice fishing? Ooh. I'm going to say ice fishing. Micah? Bar hopping? <laughs> so trail riding. Got it. Uh, I'd go probably trail riding. Not cold. 
Trail riding. I'd have to say ice fishing, but they are very, very close. I'm right there with you. Ice fishing is hold on. Hey, is hold, flash one. pause. Okay, sorry. Donkey wants to say something after he just left and he's jumping back in like he owns the place. All right, Donkey, what you got? Trail riding all day long. Okay. I'm gonna say ice fishing, but trail riding's right there. Wick, so it's your question, and after Flash answers the question, you're gonna round her out. Would you rather fish out of a kayak fully loaded with all the electronics, or a boat with no electronics, but you have a We'll say a 15-horse motor. Uh, boat yeah. all day long. Because you can carry a lot of beers in that boat. <laughs> I'm going to go boat because my last kayak fishing experience, I tried to cast too hard and flipped it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go boat as well. Yeah, fuck the electronics. I'm going with the boat. Yeah. I mean, with the size, it's more of a size thing. I catch too big a fish on a kayak. They're just going to pull me everywhere. I just need that boat for stability. I'm going to go with the kayak. Ooh, we got I'm a taking kayak. the kayak because I can't find the fish with the electronics. I'm definitely not going to find it without. <laughs> I think with that, we'll wrap it up. It's starting to get pretty rowdy in here, and uh, I can tell we all need some more beers. So with that, until next time, we'll get back at you.